You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Immigration Hour here on America's Web Radio. This is your host, Rocky Rawcliffe, uh, hosting solo today. Everybody can go ahead and turn off because Chuck's not here. Now, I think Chuck will be down a little bit later. I know he was uh, in the office. He's a, he's a, he's a busy man. Uh, I don't have any garden stories, David, because as you know, I have, uh, I'm actually homeless right now. I'm living with family because uh, I uh, sold my house, and I actually just put another house under contract. So we'll see what happens oh, with that. Congratulations. And thank you very much. It's got a huge yard, so uh, I will be definitely be planting some things, uh, and then I'm sure my uh, homeowners association will find something wrong with you. What? You can't grow food here? This is not a place to grow food. So we'll see, and maybe you know, uh, maybe next season I'll have uh, I'll have some good gardening stories. Probably not as probably not as good as Chuck's. I don't have the uh, prefab greenhouse. I also don't have several acres uh, behind my house like he does. He's got the uh, he's got the master garden. And if he shows up a little bit later, I'm sure he will uh, regale us with some tales of uh, cabbage or radishes the size of your head and tomatoes <laughs> that uh, defy all logic in 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 their redness and their uh, their flavor. So I, I I got a story of embarrassment and that I hate to even tell. Oh, you got to share it now. You can't, you can't tease the audience with it. A story you know, of embarrassment. You know we've we've had a rather wet spring and uh, early summer, and you know not only do vegetables grow in your garden, but these things called weeds. They will attack. take it over. Yes. So. Uh, I, early on this uh, spring, bought my, uh, I forgot what it's called, my blowtorch yep. that um, was going to be my weed eater in the in the garden. Mm-hmm. So I have rows, uh, just like when I was farming, and I have beds that are, you know. A little raised up. And, uh, and I have some beautiful radishes. My corn was finally coming up. My uh, snap peas are coming along very nicely. And even my green onions were poking along. Uh, but now I've got what would be classically called in a very expensive uh, restaurant a flambe garden. A flambe garden. A yes. flambe garden. Yes. Okay. What uh, is that? <laughs> that means that the boy with the torch uh, cooks some of the vegetables ah. before they were quite ready to be <laughs> be picked uh, oh no you know that i did a i did a great job on the weeds, on the weeds i mean hey. they're gone there's a surefire to get rid of the weeds kill but everything but there is a there's everything. a big b-u-t or it may be b-u-t-t i'm not sure <laughs> that um uh, yes some leaves got roasted and some replanting has been done had to uh had to be undertaken there yes. he is he he's gonna My save he's, he's gonna save the gardening minute folks gardening chuck minute. is here to My talk garden to is talk rocking. a little bit about it <laughs> My garden is rocking this right now wow your posts on fa- i mean they're getting uh more intense as the uh, as the weeks go by i mean it's, uh, it, it, do do you have a do you have a barn out there with with migrants that weed it for you by hand cuz i mean it looks, I, I mean, i'm it documented looks ostent- i mean it's it, it, ostentatious is the wrong word but it looks it looks perfect i mean there's nothing out of place on it that's cuz i go down there every morning for an hour and i work on it i mean I get up at 6 Work out for half an hour and go down to the meadow go and down, weed. Head down to the garden. It's the miracle of the oscillating hoe. Dave, you the have oscillating, oscillating hoe? No, you keep talking. And I, I looked for one at, at Home Depot. <laughs> the other got day. them. 
and uh, I couldn't find it. it they it, call them a hula hoe or a D hoe or an oscillating hoe. Just in the interest we'll of full disclosure, Chuck, Chuck, do, right? Chuck is a uh, Chuck is a sponsor for uh, the oscillating hoe yeah. company. <laughs> the technology. Why that, uh, every homeowner that has a garden does not have this this thing is unbelievable. I'm on a gardening Facebook group. Yeah, and I said, you people, you know, they're talking about how, how hard it is. I said, get an oscillating hoe. They're like, what's that? What's this that? is a gardening group? They don't know about an oscillating hoe. You're on the cutting edge. You need hey, get some stock in the company and uh, start pushing that stuff. You know, well, it's I mean, um, that's, that's I've already taken go. my gov- my garden to the uh, to the oven. Oh, have you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, oh, did you get the he, get he blow torch out? The blow torch. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The, uh, the only problem with the blow torch, you get a little too close to the real plants. Yeah. They're pretty much gone. <laughs> they're, they're, How well I know. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're as I have been replanting the last couple of days. Oh, have you really? Did you get a little <laughs> too close? <laughs> I, uh, yes, my, my wife called it uh, flambeing the garden. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. Well, yesterday I was, it was one part of my garden that I hadn't weeded in in a couple months. And so I was, it's, it's only it's like four feet wide by about 15 feet long. And I was doing that. And I'd forgotten that I had planted melons in there like two months ago. Ooh. But only two had sprouted, but there's only one there now. <laughs> you Zip, cut the top one off. That's the thing with the oscillating hoe. It's going to cut oh, everything. Oh. It's like the torch. It's going to cut everything. It's going to cut everything. Is it just a... I've seen the things that you attach to a drill. Okay, this, this is, it, it, it looks like a hoe, like yeah. that. The bottom part is thin and flat like a razor blade. Oh, okay. Like the whole thing's thin and flat. So basically just a flat piece of bent metal. Yeah, and it's attached to the hoe, and it moves a little bit. I mean, so you can move it back and forth. So, as you, it's basically you can scrape. It's like a scraper, and it, it attaches to your hoe. Yeah, well, it is a hoe, it's but just it's a all stick motion it. based. It's I mean, hoe. it's not like it's mechanical or anything. No, no, it's just nice oh, it's like a, it's like a shake weight hoe kind of. It's just like a the, hoe. Mo- it's the motion you're making like instead, makes it instead move of being on the like this, oscillating. It has looks like that. So it's, instead of a flat piece of metal, it's bent around in a circle. Oh, I'm going to bring you one next week. I'll bring it in. We need to show it to the audience because they're all listening and thinking. I will be back at Home Depot, I'm sure, with uh, a- I'll have to send you the. I actually put the fa- link on, my, on the Facebook page. You should join this Facebook page. It's called Debbie's Back Back Porch. Okay. Uh, she's actually WC Graves is here in Georgia. People from the country are part of it. She's but probably probably been on one on our Master Gardening show. I don't know if she has. She's not really a Master Gardener yet. Actually, she's oh. the head of the ACLU here, David. Uh, so oh. she's probably not been on your program. No, probably all. not. No. Um, <laughs> although Bob Barr is the head of the ACLU, but she is a really fun. Now gardener. Bob Barr has been on. I bet she has. And uh, is he going to win the runoff? I wouldn't know. I don't have a crystal ball. <coughs> and we welcome everyone to the uh, other version of the Master Gardening Hour and yes. the other version the immigration of the Immigration Gardening Minute. <laughs> this is <laughs> not the most listened to gardening <laughs> show on the but no, but we have it. We have, we, it right have, we have a gardening minute on the most <laughs> listened to immigration <laughs> podcast in the known universe. Yeah, I mean, universe. You, we, you have to diversify. Yeah. We're trying to capture <laughs> multiple audiences. We are kings of multimedia here. We're and not I simply, always. We're not, I a sing, we're not a single issue uh, demographic secret. Here. That's exactly. When I farmed, I used one. documented labor. I did not use undocumented labor. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I don't no, either. I have no moral. I, I don't ascribe any moral culpability to using <laughs> undocumented labor. You may have some legal issues, but uh, I, I don't ascribe any moral culpability. You know, I got a Facebook <laughs> message uh, last night yeah. from a friend of mine. Been a friend for a very long time. He's a good guy. Uh, uh, he just apparently uh, thinks I'm an open borders guy. Am I an open borders guy? No, you're not. No, no I'm uh, an open borders guy. Yeah, so you, you probably are, should have sent uh, it to me. Yeah, I should send it to you. I'm, I'm not really an open borders guy. Yeah. I, I'm not. I, I think borders are good. Borders are good. You know, good, strong. But borders need doors. 
Otherwise, know? they're not a border. They're not a border. That's the definition. They're, they're just of a the, wall. The, 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 it's just a wall. Exactly. A border has got walls and got doors, and a wall doesn't typically does not. Right. Um, and uh, I, I love, and I love Ted with all my heart, but I, he started out his question in the typical, and I know there's a word for this, and I can't remember what it is, uh, by saying, I'm a knuckle-dragging, ignorant, flag-waving redneck, but, as if to say, okay, yes. I'm the greatest American ever, oh, yeah. but I got a I'm, problem with this. I'm American. I love America. Yeah, uh, you know, oddly enough. I hate brown people. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> you know, I don't think Ted hates brown people. I, have a lot I think of, Ted I have a just... Lot of friends like that He, as well. he thinks um, uh, that... Um, uh, there's something wrong that I think there's something wrong with having a secure border, and I don't. I think we have that secure border. I, I, for me, well, I'm like David. I think we have a secure border. Uh, the question is, why don't we have a secure border? That's what. That's where Ted gets it wrong. He thinks it's Obama's fault. No. Yeah. Obama was no. <laughs> hey, Ted, here's the deal. Obama's probably done more to secure the border than any previous president in terms of just dollars. And it's not. It's it's it. This has been trending like this for several years. I mean, he's just the president now. But, yeah. I mean, if you want to – everybody wants to blame the current president for problems. Give him credit on this. If you want a secure border, he's made it more secure. You know, if we just I mean, put our military in charge of the border, then it could be like the success we've enjoyed in Afghanistan the, that when I or hear Iraq. People, yeah, when I hear people say that the, that the U.S. military and the National Guard should be deployed to the border, that is literally – the dumbest idea <laughs> you could possibly espouse for border security. Okay, and why is that, Rocket? The, the U.S. military is not composed and trained to defend a static position. That's just not what it's trained to do. It's trained and equipped to close with and destroy other like composed units. Airplanes fight airplanes. Infantrymen fight other infantrymen. They are not good at sitting in a static position and trying to repel people coming in. Now, how, that, that's how, called how, the French, how, by the way. Yes, that is the French. <laughs> how did you know? And I want to all these people. How good are we at? Uh, how good are we at static security with all the? Uh, little fob outpost that got overrun in Afghan in eastern Afghanistan all through 07, 08, and 09. I mean, hey, people, Google Battle of Wanat. Google it. We're we're awesome at static security. Putting the U.S. military on the southern border is dumb. It's just dumb. I love off having Rocky here. Off soapbox, you know. But you know, it, I love Ted. But I, I somehow it's um, uh, you know, he says there's no. This is what he said. There's no way the current regime. Is there is there no way the current regime could be misrepresenting, misrepresenting the number of people they deport? Well, no, I think actually, the, no. No, no. no. The, the numbers they are. I mean, that's that's a hard number. Now, what those deportations actually are, whether they're interior removals or expedited removals at the border, yeah, those numbers get played with. But the bottom line is the total number of deportations. That's there's there's no playing around with that. It's that's the number of people. It deported. is. It is. I mean, I mean, are they inflating numbers? No. I mean, I, no. I will tell you from personal experience. That's really people being deported. They're really deported. I could see it in the, the demographic composition of the people being deported, and and at what stage in the removal process they're being deported. Yeah, that's that's all. I mean, that's really complicated. No, I mean, I don't even understand that half the time. But the bottom well, the line thing is, is well, here's what I've noticed that. since Obama's been president. One, there's been a lot more disruption of families. One. Yes. Two, there is a lot more people in deportation proceedings. A mm, lot. A more. lot. Three, the backlogs for deportations are a lot longer because, four, we have not increased the number of judges because, five, Congress hasn't given any more money to do so. Right. Six, we have a lot more ICE agents than we had 20 years ago, right. 
but not many more since Obama's been president because, seven, Congress hasn't allocated more it, money to hire them. Yeah, enforcement has enforcement action has increased. Uh, the adjudicatory process in removal proceedings, the ability for the government to adjudicate has not increased. Has not increased. So all that, I mean, ipso facto, I don't know if that's the right word, but ipso facto, more the people are going to be The speaks for yes, itself. More people will be in removal proceedings. Is that recipes of No, ipso uh, facto, I mean, no. You're going to get recipes of loquitur. The thing speaks for itself. My Latin, my Latin not my strong was a, uh, Not my strong suit. <laughs> but it's the next thing that Ted writes that I, and I love you, Ted, um, says this, uh, uh, there is no interest. I just got a question. Uh, is there no interest in letting all these kids over the border to create more future Democratic voters and turn Texas into a blue state and thus secure all future federal elections forever? Okay, let me make yeah, one. Okay, quick. we just took a leap here. I, I told them. <laughs> I said they could leap here. Let me make one little comment first. I get it. Democrats want voters and would use any political ploy they could to secure voters. Mm-hmm. Um. But his comment because makes it seem like wouldn't Republicans do wouldn't do that. Yeah. They would be the first ones out there trying to do something if they thought they could lock up 20 years of voters. Yeah. So well, this isn't a Democrat-Republican issue. They all want voters. And, and, and I don't know if, if – if, if I don't think David agrees with that. I think David realizes that uh, these people are going to be libertarians if they move to Texas. Oh, all of them. <laughs> all of them. All of them. Um, Hardcore you know, But the thing is – and I wrote, I wrote Ted back. I said, Ted, um, uh, some things are as they seem. Some things are as they seem. Sometimes the deportations are there. Um, And uh, there is no grand Democrat conspiracy here. Nope. There just isn't. No, the machine. They're not that smart. This machine. They're not that smart. It it, it didn't get here overnight. It's not a conspiracy. This machine was started years ago, and it just keeps barreling down the tracks. The only thing that the executive branch can really do is stop it. I mean, they don't get here overnight, but, I mean, you could have an executive order saying, hey, no more. We're not deporting anyone well, and, else. And the thing about you know, these I mean, kids it's, it's, coming across now, they're not coming through the desert. They're no. coming to the ports, ports of, entry. of entry saying, hey. So this is not an illegal immigration problem at this right. point. Some are, but many of them are coming to the port of entry saying, I want asylum. Right. And our Congress has said our immigration laws, compliance with our international treaty obligations. It's a refugee humanitarian is We crisis. cannot turn them away. Right. And we, as as America at least, don't put people, don't put children in detention centers for long periods, for of, long time. periods of time. We do an effective job of putting them in for short at periods least of time. With their cameras. Let's take a quick break here on America's Web Radio on the Immigration Hour. Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is AmericasWebRadio.com. 
the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. It is great to be back. We've had fun talking about you know perceptions. Yep. And Ted uh, is a, is a good man. Uh, he, he is a, he is a fine American. Uh, he I think has just bought into blah garbage yeah, sure, that good. that has no basis in reality. Exactly. Uh, and maybe you know as I responded to him, I said you know in fact. If the GOP had a brain, as I wrote, they would realize most immigrants are natural Republicans if they were not chased away by the callous and hateful speech so Mm -hmm. often used to demonize them Mm -hmm. and objectify them uh, by narrow-minded people. Absolutely. Hey, see South Florida. Uh, Cubans overwhelmingly vote Republican. Yeah. Overwhelmingly. And, I mean, they're, they're Hispanic. I mean, they're their own kind of Hispanic thing, whatever. But they're, Hispanics would overwhelmingly vote Republican. I remember, they were led in the country they, during yeah. a Democratic administration. Yeah. And they did not go Democrat. Exactly. Because they Latinos especially the are family, the values that they espouse. And everything. They, business they, and stuff. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, absolutely. Exactly. They're uh, much more concerned. I have conversations with the church with people at church every week about this. Why don't the, why does the GOP not like us? I, I would rather, if I was going to be if I was a citizen I would vote for them, but not if they keep not doing they, this. How do they keep? This makes it make any sense. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, and I wrote his borders are only as good as the laws that allow them to be used effectively. Exactly, and yeah. that, that's that's the key is that it's, yeah. the system is so. And, and we're going to talk about a survey here in a little bit with, that just got some overwhelming numbers of how Americans really feel. But that that's really the the overarching point here is that. The reason that we have these problems is because the system is broken, and the the border is just a symptom of the, what's happening at the border. Is just a symptom of the, the system, problem, which is the system is broken and it is not working. And building a wall is not go. It's, it's not going to building a wall isn't going to solve the problem or stop anything because people are going to find a way around the wall. Yes, yeah, well, Ted, Ted wrote back. Um, we had this exchange this morning. Um, I don't believe immigrants are driven away by nasty rhetoric. Well, then you haven't been talking to immigrants. Have you been to Alabama? You know, you, you have not been – you have not talked to immigrants then. Um, uh, and he says, I believe they vote for who they think will help them get support through government agencies. Much like more like than Ameri- half the populace yeah, of America yeah, that right. are citizens. Yeah, I, I mean – But, you know, the reality is I, they, first of all, they can't get any benefits. Right. Um, and – too. I just don't see that as true. I, I've not ever seen that as true. Well, I mean, with people the, I work the with, the number one thing is 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 that they can't get benefits. Yeah, and we've talked about it before on this show that there are some negative externalities associated with the welfare state and illegal immigration, and as far as having U.S. citizen children and everything. But that argument, to me, it's just tired. That's a that problem. You have a problem with the welfare state, as do I. Yeah. That you are trying to blame on the immigration system and the immigrants Which who has, are. Uh, who are not responsible for that problem? Do not conflate the two. And that, to me, the on the you know the conservative, the right side of this, the, the anti-immigrant crowd, they're they're conflating those two things, which is why I think a lot of them oppose any form of amnesty or anything because they think it will lead to an increase in the welfare state. And and when honestly, when you educate them and when you, when you when you tell them, hey, you need to separate these two issues out, a lot of times they'll realize, oh yeah, that actually. Well, and when you look at the actual issues. facts, yeah, when you look at facts, actual facts. Why would you let facts cause your, 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 your um, Ted said that I thought it was really important because he says um, – he said this, close the border, then talk about immigration reform. Close the border. Because yeah, he says this, talking about it now, immigration reform, only increases the flood across the borders as we have always said it would. I guess us simple-minded folk are just too simple. About what? I have never argued personally about not closing the border. I want the border secure. You cannot – you don't want to close the border. 
Well, I mean, that's what, not good for say, America. You, you want a border that? I mean, what? Nobody gets in. I mean, you know, as if you could have a border in the 21st century. That nobody could cross. You know, we were so good on that in Afghanistan and Pakistan. Oh. We closed that border up. Right. Right? Absolutely. Close and we don't even – when we used drones and we couldn't close <laughs> the border. Yeah, exactly. What do you think is going to happen here? You, you, you know, the reality is people like are taking advantage of the border situation right. because the system doesn't work. Well, they have – It's actually the, system, the exact reverse right, of the, the problem. The system incentivizes them because it's broken and they have – there's a demand for something. The system doesn't allow yeah. for that to be – To, to, to supply. No and so you have all these extra legal means to circumvent the border for people that need so to come here legitimately. Illeg- the I mean, the reality is. is if you fix this – it is talking about it is not – well, if you would stop talking about it and actually do it – you would see a massive difference in how Absolutely. secure the border would be. Absolutely. A massive difference. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and I do love this, and I love Ted. It is, it is not some wild-eyed conspiracy theory that Democrats are well aware of the advantage they have and continue to allow the flood across the border. The, the, one, what flood? First of all, we know there's no flood. Right. Sorry, Ted, there's no flood. Right. Uh, two, de- what is the Democratic advantage to this? And in fact, I think this actually really hurts Obama at this point with these kids coming in. Mm-hmm. If he was going to come out now, you know, if his plan was to come out in, in August and say, I'm going to give deferred action to parents of kids who came here more than five years ago, mm-hmm. now he's in a much harder – he had a much harder rock between him and that place. Right. Because these people have come in to take advantage of policies established long before Obama was president right. and how we treat women and children. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. Um, now, here's my favorite part though. Neither is it a secret that there are those in Mexico who have a well-established plan to take back the five southwestern states by simply gaining a majority. Uh, you know, I've read I, I I've read about this peripherally. The Aslan movement, so, as have I, and it's so far removed from reality that I can't give it any more than peripheral treatment. It it, it, it it's not even within the realm of possibility right. maybe, maybe 200 years from now or something I, things will be crazy I don't know but in our lifetimes not this is not even it's not even a remote possibility yeah why would people come here from Mexico and then vote and, and, and become Americans because they do always become Americans you would have, that, I mean that and is, then want to rejoin this functional country <laughs> yeah, exactly. why would you want to exactly. do that well you know uh, that's the these that, okay. the level of because, conspiracy because that would take it is, is published is, what is, it, is published and well thought out well, that that has nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of published and well thought out plans. I thought Mein Kampf was published and <laughs> I mean, well thought out. Had that work for well you. Thought out. You know, bottom line is that would require all these people that are essentially the drones coming here to in, infiltrate yeah. and then vote to return to Mexico. I mean, it I, requires such a level of discipline on their part to say, "Hey, you're, you're right." They make hey, the Chinese look like short-term planners at that point. <laughs> exactly. You like, know, hey, do do I have any doubt now. that there are people in Mexico who believe that? Ah, sure, well, of course or, there are, or want it, and there yeah. may be people here yeah. who want it too. But guess what? Folks? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, it's not um, going to happen. I mean, to to worry about that in your lifetime. Yeah, this. <laughs> I mean, Here's that's just, oh my god! People in California saying, "Hey, our state's broke. Uh, it can't function. Let's go to a system. Let's rejoin a system that's even more broke and can't function." Okay. Seriously, Come uh, Ted, on. Ted wants to give a path to citizenship to everybody, but they should never be able to vote. Okay, so they get citizenship but not vote. Oh 
um, I think that, that violates something. What do they call that thing? What do they call that thing? Oh, the Constitution. So we still sometimes follow it. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, they do. I mean, people that are, are felons can't vote. I mean, you take that right away. Uh, yeah. Um, I wrote Ted back. And I said, look, you're listening to too much talk radio. Yeah. Guy. And again, um, you know what? This highlights, this highlights the, one of the issues that here's the deal. 90, uh, I have no idea about the number. A va- the vast majority of these people don't really care about becoming citizens and voting or anything. They just want to be able to live here in peace. I mean, how many people do you know who've been here more than 10 years? Let's just take Mexico. And they uh, – are, are any of them coming to you, hey, when can I become a citizen? They just want a driver's license. They just want a driver's yeah. license. They don't care. They're already working. It's not like they need some employment – some, you know, hey, magic wand, employment authorized. Now, no, they're already working. They just want to be able to live here without having to live under a rock. I mean, right. They 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 want a driver's license. I mean, time and again that plays out in our business. People ask the craziest stuff and it all comes back to I want a driver's license. So this you know, they don't care if they become citizens. I mean, some of them obviously do. A lot of the younger generation, you know, they want to become citizens because they, you know, identify self-identify more as uh, you know, citizens of the United States and citizens of another country. But the bottom line is that it's such a red herring argument this uh this this notion that oh, path to citizenship, deal breaker. If it's if there's any pathway to citizenship for them, you know, uh, we're going to oppose this. The best though is to say, I oppose the pathway to citizenship, but I think they should be able to become legal permanent residents. Oh, well, then how are you going to get around the section of law that after being a permanent resident for five years, you can apply for citizenship? Are you going to say that we have a different class of permanent residents at this point? That, yes, only permanent residents who secured their residency through a non-amnesty means are able to apply for citizenship after five years. I mean, it's just crazy. And, and, and the, part of the problem is a lot of people that are well-intentioned listen to too much or consume too much media that just reinforces a view that uh, you know they they took because that's the way their parents thought or that's the uh, that, that's the first you know view they heard on the subject and and you know as, as we've talked about here on the show before media is uh, self-selecting what you consume you uh, tend to consume you know I think that's a really important views. point I mean you you actually unless you make an intentional effort to be broadly read, Exactly. Um, you are going to be become very narrowly focused and just reinforce the opinions uh, you already have. Yeah, it, it, and you're just going to be more. That's why, interestingly enough, the demographics of Fox News came out recently, oh, and of this. course, they remain the most popular news station on because they are yeah. geniuses at the marketing exactly. and everything. I mean, they're, but they're, what is their demographic? <laughs> uh, some so, massive portion of the demographic I is between the ages of 65 and 78. I love like America. That. Yeah, I love America. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's really just uh, John Stewart did a fantastic spiel last night. I, I love. Uh, sometimes I watch Stewart and the stuff he says about Fox. You literally, I mean, it's one of those things where it's what is it? You're not just BS Yeah, you're not just like smiling. You know, when something's funny, you're just rolling laughing. I mean, they're hilarious. Some of the stuff he does on that, it's crazy. He's talking about we're going to the top of BS Mountain. BS Mountain. Um, and they had the one guy. They they have they have turned Bergdahl into some sort of conspiracy minded evil human being Man. that wasn't worth the spit we we threw on the sidewalk <laughs> um, without any. Uh, <laughs> in any event, uh, it's it's fun. It's yeah. just fun stuff. It, it it just shows you there's there's a lot of work to be done. There uh, is, there and is. Uh, we have a. Uh, um, I, I don't. I, I think at the end of the day, this is an issue that we need to get rid of politically. 
Absolutely. It needs it, to, when I first started practicing immigration law, was right, I went to law school for 869, right when Anderson was taking effect. Immigration was a non-issue. Right. There was no public discourse about immigration. None. None. It because was, we dealt with it. Yeah, you dealt with it. And, and it was kind of, I mean, there were a lot of people here who were here illegally, and there was just no, there was no crazy focus on enforcement. The xenophobia didn't exist, and it was just kind of, a, oh yeah, he's he's a he's 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 here illegally. He's working. He he makes a million dollars a year cutting grass. So yeah. there wasn't this stigma attached to it. Whereas there's just, I think, just this social stigma that's been attached to it, where uh, that where before I don't think that people ascribed any sort of moral culpability to being here uh, just present in violation of the law. Whereas now I think that there's been attached a real uh, you know, moral culpability, this social stigma to being here undocumented. And, and you can see it in the, in the rhetoric of those who uh, don't like people here illegally and in the, uh, the comments of the people who are here illegally. They're a lot more yeah. – it's like they're, they're, they, they, they know they shouldn't be ashamed, but they like don't want to talk about that right. anymore. They just, you know, they just try to blend it because for fear of you know being attacked with all this nonsense. I have rhetoric. yet to meet a person who is undocumented who <clears throat> wants to be undocumented. Exactly, but they feel they have no choice. They have no choice, right? Because they cannot go back home. They have no options yeah. back, home, back where they're from. Exactly. And many of them now, eighty-six percent of them in the been, country today have been, been here longer than ten years. Great. Let's take a quick break here in America's Web Radio. Soy Charles Cook. Abogado y jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Llámenos hoy si usted tiene problemas con inmigración, si ha sido arrestado, si se casó con un ciudadano o tiene una oferta de trabajo. Nosotros le podemos ayudar. También podemos explicar cómo, qué puedes hacer para recibir los beneficios de inmigración. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611, 404-816-8611, o visítenos por el internet al www.immigration.net. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Hey, welcome back to the Immigration Hour, the most listened to immigration show in the known in the universe. universe. Known universe. Uh, here on America's Web Radio. Now, Dave, we got lots of good shows on America's Web Radio as well. So people should go to the website, AmericasWebRadio.com. Check them all out. Uh, and check them all out, uh, including the Real Garden Show. The oh, by the way, we have a new one garden. starting tomorrow. Oh, what's the new Ooh. one? <laughs> Plug it. Plug this, it this is called. The Doctor's Lounge. The Doctor's Lounge. And this is, uh, you know, at the hospitals or wherever where doctors go and chat amongst themselves. Is that what they're doing in there, David? Uh, Are you sure? Lounge makes it sound I, well, like there's they, a hookah you know, pipe yeah. sitting yeah. Anyway. on the coffee table. Now, this doctor's is, uh, lounge. we got two uh, distinguished doctors that are going to be doing it. They're part of a, an organization called Doctors for Patients Care. 
Foundation. Um, Isn't that called the Hippocratic Oath? And uh, oh, yeah. and they uh, <laughs> they uh, they're very good. Um, what what is what are they going to do? Are they going to take questions? Or are they going to talk? They're, they're going to be talking about things? politics, things, oh, uh, the VA yeah. scandal, okay. Uh, okay. What's and, the VA and all scandal? from uh, from a uh, is VA scandal from. From the uh, a doctor's perspective, you know, if we didn't have so many immigrants in the military, we wouldn't have a VA scandal. <laughs> uh, you know, there is actually another veteran scandal that you may not be aware of, and there's a scandal of us deporting veterans. Are you aware of this? Yeah, the um, ones that have served and then uh, served, who never did, got who never got sworn in yeah. as citizens, and then. Uh, after they got out through whatever reason, many of them PTSD, commit a crime, and then they're gone. There was a story of a fellow in uh, Jamaica who's now a pig farmer, mm-hmm. or Haiti someplace, a yeah, pig farmer. Jamaica, yeah. They came here when he was like a month old, joined, was served in, in Vietnam, and then after he got and, and back. like a successful trucking company and oh, everything, yeah. and had a uh, had a had some possession-type uh, drug charge yeah. from, from before he was in the military. military. Yeah. And... Uh, well, you know, you know I, I, I just don't think we should ever deport veterans. It I mean, is, it's just that simple. I agree. Uh, I think it's that simple. As you all were talking a minute ago, though, the thought came across that how can you expect, seriously, for congressional uh, our congressional people to put together an immigration policy when think of how many politicians have, oh, I didn't know my housekeeper was undocumented. <laughs> I, I, I don't I know how that, that happened. That my goodness. You know. Remember K- uh, Kimba. What was her Kimba name? Woods. Kimba Woods. Kimba really, that was the first President Bush, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was Bill Clinton's first nominee. Oh, for, for attorney, uh, general. attorney General. That's right. No, I, I knew it was early. There were two people, though, because it was uh, there, he, his first two nominees. It was yeah, Zoe, Kim, Baird, Baird. Zoe Baird, undocumented yeah, housekeeper, yeah. withdrew a nomination. Yeah. Kimba Kim Woods was for like a week, withdrew a nomination because undocumented. And then finally... Janet Reno. We got Janet Reno out of that. So we threw away two hyper-qualified persons, and we got Janet, Janet Reno. Reno. That worked, worked out real well. Who wouldn't resign the second term. Clinton wanted her gone so bad, and she would not resign. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Responsible for such travesties like the Elian oh. Gonzalez saga oh. in South Florida. The Waco disaster. Oh, yeah. Come on. She the Waco disaster. Oh. Immigrants are to blame for that, too. What's that? Immigrants are to blame for that, too. Oh, I blame well, for you have to think about why. I don't know, but I'll, I'll forget the reason. <laughs> well, I, they, um, they did the road so you okay. could get to. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, did you get that? Uh, this uh, there's There was a, uh, a study, a poll. It's called, it was, what was it called here? The a, uh, Done by Brookings, What Americans Want from Immigration Reform. Now, what is Brookings? Let's, let, let's tell our audience what yeah. Brookings is. Uh, Brookings is a. Uh, policy institute, uh, nonpartisan. I mean, really nonpartisan. I mean, yeah. I think I think they're they're I really think they one do of the a more good job. Widely with, respected with groups in Washington yeah. D.C. And and any of these polls. The, I mean, the first thing I do, I look to see what how the poll is conducted, the number, and the of questions contacted, the questions, everything. And and I, I I looked over this one. I didn't see anything wrong with it from a statistical you know standpoint, or from I don't think the questions were designed to trap people. Anything. It was just basically trying to get uh, information and you know uh, valuable predictors of of how people feel about uh, feel about immigration reform. And and uh, in the executive summary here, I'm just going to uh, parrot some of these. Now these I would say stats. some of the authors of, of this, some of the liberals, some of the definitely conservatives. Have, yeah. Eugene liberal. I think Jones and Cox are conservative. Right. So you got people on both sides of the aisle. Bo- both, both sides of the aisle. Yeah, but the, the, 
the over what the the number that comes out is current support for a path to citizenship is nearly identical to it was a year ago, March 2013, when 63% of Americans supported a path to citizenship for, citizenship for immigrants who are living in the U.S. illegally. Chuck, can you think of any issue where 63% of Americans are in agreement right now? No, no, there is none. There, there is none. Well, no, it's not just 62%. There's another 17% no, that if they were legalized, legalized become them. citizens. So, so we're talking 80%, 80% are fine with them staying here legally, yeah. getting them legal. David, so, do you know of anything which 80% of the public wants that we're not doing? I, I can't think of anything. 80%. 80%. I mean, 80%. there's nothing out there where there's 80% agreement on something. We can't even agree on people that we want to pave the road. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's that, and to me, that's what the old, that's that's really the most shock. Shocking thing about this, I guess it's that the parties are just posturing to see who can best take advantage well, of the get, uh, of the goodwill. Even of the Tea something. Party, thirty-seven percent favor a path to citizenship. Another twenty-three percent favor a path to residence. That oddly enough adds up to sixty percent of Tea Party guys. Right, favor a path to legality, which is what it should be called. Path to legality. It should exactly. not be called a path, path to, to citizenship. citizenship. Yeah, um, and these and these are the most radical people on some some issues out there. And I, I, fully sixty percent of them favor some sort of legalization. I love the last bullet point on this about party lines. Uh, bullet point quote: Only forty-two percent of Republicans oh, who most trust Fox News. Provide accurate information about politics and current events support to path of citizenship compared to 60% of Republicans who most trust other, other news sources. sources. <laughs> I thought that. This, this, the further you read into this, um, uh, Fox News, MSNBC, the certain outlets that are you know more liberal, more conservative, whatever, yeah. played into this questioning, which I think is something is, – is, I haven't seen a study like that. But that's, I think that's really valuable information because it just underscores the point that where you get your information – has a lot to do with what you believe, with what you believe, and it's self-enforcing. And, and, and it's, self-enforcing. Uh, it, yeah, it just reinforces things that you uh, that um, you already think. Now, the two most powerful factors, independent factors, predictors of support are youth, obviously, uh, the, the youths of America, mm-hmm. uh, and identifying as Hispanic. No shocker there. Okay, holding a four-year college degree, being female, being a Democrat, most trusting MSNBC are also significant factors of support. Well, if you watch MSNBC, you're pretty much <laughs> going to support. Immigration reform. Anything, yeah. But being female, though, that that would include, as near as I can tell, 50% of the population. My number is pretty accurate on that, about 50% 50%, roughly. (laughs) Roughly speaking. Um, And I I love this the Dream Act, the kids. These numbers are nuts. 68% favored us, 70% becoming uh, permanent residents. And this is just to gain legal resident status, um, including 52% of, of Republicans. I mean, it's really. Wow, these are st- what this shows you. If you're a GOP congressman, you will not lose an election over this. No, which is, which is evident in North Carolina. Because just happened in North Carolina. It just it's we've said it. Lindsey Graham just won yeah. his primary. Uh, Ella, Ella, I think it's Ellers just won her primary. It can only help you. Yeah, it can't hurt you. No. Then enough of your base or enough of those who aren't otherwise voting. Uh, aren't going to get mobilized by this issue to come and vote now against. Here's you. one of my favorite statistics here. Most Americans believe the immigration system is broken. Oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> less than one in ten Americans believe the immigration system is generally working. That's less people than support Congress. 
I mean, <laughs> I want to know who those six percent are. Who who are you? Yeah, it's I mean, all the it's all the congressional aides. And it must, I, I, who are you people? Um, <laughs> oh goodness! Um, and thirty eight percent say it's broken, but working in some areas. While twenty two percent is completely broken. broken. I mean, uh, completely broken is pretty strong language, and yeah. a quarter of the populace. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's nuts. That's uh, it is insane. Uh, um, um, what are what are some other good ones? Well, here's here? here's here's information. Okay, yep. this is the big lie. Keeping this is when you can you can fool some of the people all the time. Uh, only twenty five percent of Americans correctly state that deportations have increased over the last five or six years. Yep. Whereas forty five percent say they say the same, and eighteen percent say they have decreased. Yeah, that just um, shows you that people just aren't. They don't know. No, because they're, they're believing the lie that's mm-hmm. always told yep. that Obama's not enforcing the law. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Now, here, here's what it is. Only 12% of Americans who trust Fox News the most believe deportations Correctly have increased. Correctly increased. Because they never get told they are. <laughs> no, exactly. They're and if somebody does come on and say it, oh, they must be from MSNBC. Yep, yep. Um, so here, it's here, it's really remarkable. It's a great study. Yeah, here's, is, here's some other good. This uh, is a cultural impact of immigrants, that how the uh, Americans' attitudes uh, have, have changed over time. Uh, nearly six in ten, fifty-eight percent of Americans say the growing number of newcomers from other countries strengthens American society compared to thirty-seven percent who say that newcomers. That's a massive change over the last four years. Yeah, no, yeah, massive change. Yep, uh, yep. There was, I mean, from two thousand ten, it was it was forty-four uh, percent uh, said they uh, uh, strengthen, and now fifty-eight percent say they strengthen uh, uh, our country. I mean, that's that's a massive change. I mean, that's that's what what you would call statistically more intermarriage. Is that what happened? Before? Yeah, I, I mean, intermarrying. Um, and I just think that it's more. Uh, it, it's I think people realize that they're. It's it's more. In the, it's been definitely more in the news the last four years. And I think people realize that hey, uh, maybe maybe they're not so bad after all. Here's a, here's an interesting finding. What party do you trust the most to to have immigration reform? Uh, uh, more Americans, forty six percent, say the Democrats should be trusted more. Thirty three percent said the GOP. But this is where I fall. Fourteen percent. They don't trust either side to handle the issue yeah. of immigration. I'm definitely. That's on where I'm pretty I'm much surprised. Right I'm, now. I'm surprised I would, that's not more. Yeah, I would like to see the wording of that question. Yeah, because it probably pigeonholed some people to choose Republican or Democrat before none, uh, the way it was worded. But yeah, I'm surprised that's not higher because I, I'm the same way. I don't trust either party. I mean, the, the incentive either party has is to, to maintain their political power, and they're going to do whatever that to, you know. Well, you would well, think here, they're going to do whatever here it is takes. The politics of this. Even among Republican voters, opposing immigration reform, amnesty, like our guy right now, right. carries more political risk than benefit. Nearly half of 46% of Republican voters said they would be less likely to vote for a candidate who opposes reform that includes a citizenship, while 27, 20% said they would be more likely to support such a candidate. Uh, 30% said it wouldn't make any difference at all. But that, that is a very, be- very powerful yeah. uh, uh, and, statement. And combined, and com- combined that – with the – if you just take the citizenship thing out of it, overwhelmingly, they're way more at risk by not going just to straight legalization, not talking about citizenship. That's just the – it's that red herring citizenship thing that people just can't get their head around because like I was saying earlier, what? You're going to make them permanent residents but have a special category of permanent residents who can never apply for citizenship? Yeah, I mean, exactly There's right. already – we don't need to talk about a pathway to citizenship because there's already a pathway to citizenship for who people who are legally in the system as permanent residents. Mm-hmm. You can talk about a pathway 
to permanent residency over time. But once they're permanent residents, the law right now, they can become citizens. There's nothing that the, uh, you know, like I said, short of a change in the law, there's nothing you're going to do to be able to stop them from becoming yep. citizens once they're permanent residents. So that's just, it's just, it's a dumb argument that people keep focusing on. And I think the Republicans are focusing on it to their detriment. I agree. It's I agree. I mean, it, and, and it is a dumb argument. Yeah, it's a dumb argument. And it's a dumb argument. So, um, oh my goodness. So uh, I, this stud, this is really, this is actually must reading. You can go to the. It just came out page. today. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go to Rocky's webpage. Uh, or, Chuck's going to post it on his Facebook. You're put way better. Facebook, I'll put it on mine too. Yeah, put it on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Put it on my Facebook page, uh, Charles Cook or Cook Immigration. Either one of those, and you could pull this down. It is. It is though a very very powerful. Uh, um, uh, set of information uh, and a study here. Um, now, he, they, 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 they really touched a lot of issues in this. A lot. A lot of issues yeah. in this. Um, where you talk about uh, the negative impact on the economy. So Americans oh, yeah, today are less these. likely than one year ago to have a <laughs> Why? Because the economy's better. The economy's better, we, exactly. We only blame immigrants <laughs> when the economy's bad. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. so Americans are equally as likely to believe that illegal immigration helps the economy, providing low-class labor, as they are to say that hurts the economy, driving wages down. Which is really anybody who's taking economics is okay. Low-cost wager and wage—they're tied together. You know, they're, yeah, they're yeah. tied together. Um, <laughs> Might be whereas a majority said they negatively impacted the economy before. Uh, seven in ten jobs now. Seven in ten Americans now say um, immigrants come to the country mostly take jobs Americans do not. That's want. Fa- that's a fact. I That's mean, a fact. Yeah. All right. I mean, there's no arguing with that. And and I'm gonna and I'm gonna harp on this because I, I I do I like to talk about this. You do not have a constitutional right to, to a, a certain wage or a job. And if somebody is willing to work for less, you do not get to use the government as a baseball bat over your employer to make sure you get a higher wage than the market would otherwise give you. Right. We need to take a quick break here and come back on uh, the Immigration on America's Web Radio. Exactly. Soy Charles Cook, del Buffet de Abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Si usted tiene problemas con inmigración, llámenos hoy. Conocemos la ley. Sabemos cómo ayudarle. Si hay algo que se puede hacer, nosotros lo podemos hacer. Llámenos a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos por el internet a la www.immigration.net. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200, or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. Uh, this is the Immigration Hour. Uh, if you if you tune in late, uh, you'll have to go back and listen to the podcast to get yep. the garden update. Yep. Uh, but uh, Rocky and I have been talking about the... Uh, this survey that just came out from Brookings, which is really, I mean, certainly worth a read. It's up on my Facebook yeah. page now. Um, and I, I found this interesting in this survey because it's, um, 
it's got other things in the current political context. So it takes all this information from the people that responded to it um, about uh, immigration and politics and parties, etc., and also includes the current political context. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's that's why it's uh, such a good, uh, it, good report. It, yeah. So it's not just about it. So you look at like President Obama's declining approval rating by race, and he has a declining rating over the last year in every racial category: all Americans, Hispanics, mm-hmm. or white non-Hispanic, yep. Hispanics, and black non-Hispanic. Uh, the biggest drop, oddly enough, is among black non-Hispanics. Because uh, they thought they were going to be getting something. Uh, well, that's wrong. Hispanic – actually, not. Hispanics have the biggest drop. I'm sorry. Yep. That's 19 points. Yep. Why? Why would Hispanics drop so much? Because <laughs> be he's done the, nothing. Yeah, he's done nothing and made the situation worse by continuing okay. the uh, the removal thing. More than 21 yep. points over the last year. Yep. It's a remarkable, yep. remarkable drop. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the reality is immigration, however, is not uh, – among a prior the, the the four highest priorities, the fifth highest priority uh, among uh, among Americans, uh, and uh, and before that you have the job situation, which I, we have now replaced every job lost in the recession. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we haven't made up for the, the people that have been. We are now still probably two million jobs behind, but that's another year. You know what though? This this is this. You're saying that the the uh, it's got a breakdown here of uh, what priorities are yeah. for the administration, and and you're right. Immigration as a uh, as as the top priority is about 25 percent of the populace yeah. thinks that. But here's the deal: all the t- the the four ahead of it, improving the job situation. Reducing the budget deficit, reducing health care costs, dealing with the moral breakdown of the country. Guess what? All collateral issues to immigration stuff. They are. Okay? I mean, <laughs> these, are, these are all you, issues. You do immigration, that, you're going to solve some of these issues. You're going to solve some here. of these other issues. This health care problem, going to solve some of it, getting, yeah. getting the immigration system fixed. Improving job situation, guess what? Immigration people, newsflash, they economic issue, yeah. economic issue. You're going to improve the job situation okay. if you make it easier for people to bring employees here to do jobs they're willing to pay them for. Again, there is no legally protected ground for you to have a job at a certain wage in this country. And if somebody here wants to displace you, citizen, with someone from somewhere else, the Constitution allows for that. Yeah. And we need to That might not be good public policy. That's a public a policy di- different argument. Story, public but policy is, argument. But, but the bottom line is, is there's nothing in the Constitution that guarantees you a job at a certain wage or to be protected from competition because of somebody's alienage. I mean, it's, it's just true. not there. And so we, if you fix the job situation by making it easier for employers to bring people over here, I mean, Chuck, how many H one how many H one Bs for skilled workers did we have this year? We had one hundred sixty five thousand. So yeah. we tossed away how, 100, almost hundred thousand people. So how, you can't get jobs. Yeah. How quick? Uh, how, how quick did that number that's uh, a lot of fill up? First, first, first day. Exactly. You know, the reality so, is, th- those people are not taking jobs. In America. Those are jobs that aren't going to be had. Exactly. They're jobs that are going to go somewhere else, and we're not going to be. It's not going to increase our tax base. I mean, it's not gonna actually, it's going to increase the tax base. It's going to increase the tax base. It'll keep tax rates low because you're going to have more people paying taxes. Well, no, if they were, if they came in, yeah. But if we don't let them in, they're going to go work in India or China, exactly. wherever. It is. So now we're not increasing the tax base. Exactly. And right. you know, if you don't have a way for what about for, the moral breakdown of the country? I think this solves hey, uh, part of it. Hey, uh, I think destroying families with deportations—that's a moral issue. Kind of a moral issue, and yeah. it's probably contributing to the breakdown of the family. Call me crazy, but I think when dad gets sent to another country and leaves mom here with the kids and there's really no way for them to legally reunite that 
I think that might have something to do with the, those kids. How might the, not be the best adjusted in the world. Exactly right. I've seen. I see that. Yeah, we see that happen. Yeah, every we, day. I, we see that happen every day. You know, so, just, so uh, this, this these other issues. Listen, immigration is a start, and you know why the and you know why we should start with it because it'll solve a lot of these other issues. Maybe not totally, but a bit. A big chunk will be solved. The bottom line is improving the job situation, reducing budget deficit, reducing healthcare costs, dealing with the moral breakdown. Are you going to find 80% of the populace that agrees on any solution for those no. four? No. No. You've got no. 80%, 80% for the immigration the thing. Solution. Yeah. Solve it and get the ball rolling yeah. on all these others. It, and people might see, hey, I, I love that they put work. climate change. Do you care about climate change? I, I am worried about my house freezing over like on uh, the movie uh, Tomorrow oh, to where the helicopters tomorrow? froze. Yeah. Every time I go on an airplane, I'm worried about that. Climate uh, – Get off the climate change thing, people. Stop. I, I, you know, it, I know people just, are concerned about that. I, I it, and I've no. seen, but the reality is, I have no doubt that man-made stuff causes yes. part of it. I yep. have no doubt that being closer to the sun every fifty years causes it. <laughs> I have no doubt the solar flares. The, uh, the debasement of our currency and our monetary system—that's a way bigger will problem. Will destroy us well before climate change. Will. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I uh, mean, and uh, proper you know, perspective. And it's a whole lot new, new market created for carbon exchange. Look, we're going to keep polluting, but you're going to pollute less. That's okay with you, right? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I just that 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 is oh, that's it, vile. The the, the bad the, the single issue climate changers out there that are just it, it's. I don't even want to have a conversation with you. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's you're but so. Only, off I love the fact that there are six percent of Republicans who think that's an issue. That's important. I don't know what six percent those are, but uh, they're out there somewhere. Clearly not watching Fox News there. But no, we. I would encourage uh, folks to read this survey. I think it's absolutely it's excellent. Uh, uh, absolutely terrific, um, and uh, something that um, uh, yeah, here's something among Tea Party people. This is this is great. Fifty seven percent say immigrants are burden on our country, compared to thirty five percent who say immigrants strengthen the country. Okay, independents mirror American public. Sixty one percent say they strengthen the country. Thirty percent say they're a burden. Um, but. But still, 60% of Tea Party guys would support immigration reform. Some sort of legalization. Yeah. yeah. So when you take out that dumb citizenship thing. Here, here's a good one. This, uh, this underscores the, uh, the same uh, stat you were uh, talking about earlier. Oh, for the, the likelihood to vote for a candidate for Congress who opposes immigration reform. Fully 53% are less likely – among registered voters, 53% of them are less likely mm-hmm. to vote for somebody who opposes immigration reform. Boom. Right yep. there. More than half. Are less likely to vote for you yep. if you oppose it. We're not even talking supporting. If you oppose it, you're probably not going to get voted for. I mean, that's that's overwhelming. I so, mean, the, the, you know, the, the, this is really fantastic information. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, will Congress do anything? No, because Eric yeah, Cantor, just, yeah. who is the majority leader and runs the agenda for the House, he sets four votes. Uh, there is votes. no vote on immigration nope. coming up in June. Not nope. what is it? June tenth today. Nope. So now we're only twenty days left in June. We have I don't know how many ten days in July. Four days. Session. Four days of work. Uh, <laughs> so it's not going to happen. Immigration reform cannot happen before the election. So here's the question now: Will Obama do anything, or has the crisis of the children on the southern border put handcuffs on his ability to pass or to create some sort of deferred action plan for? Undocumented immigrants who have been here longer than X years, who are the parents of U.S. citizens? Yeah, you know, or dreamers. I, it's it's a question of political capital and political courage. I mean, and neither of which Obama appears to have any of. Uh, and you know, what? I don't even think it necessarily requires the capital. If you have the political courage to stake a stand on what is right and what is correct, what is the best thing for the listen. Bottom line, 
you got to do something, oh, okay? Yeah. This, I mean, Rubio said it best. We have an amnesty right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's 11 million people here. You're not going to have enough enforcement to get rid of all of them. Now, the situation may become so onerous that they decide to leave, which would be one of the be a travesty for our country. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got to get something done. And and you know, I'm I am no favor of unilateral presidential action. Uh, but listen, there are administrative remedies uh, that. Uh, he can uh, uh, use to uh, to to solve this problem at least in a way that will uh, you know keep families together and 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 benefit some people in terms of allowing them to come out from from under a rock and stop having to live in the shadows. I mean, and, and the first thing you could do extend deferred action to the parents of, of kids who've been given DACA. Yeah. And I'm telling you this this southern border this this these kids and unaccompanied uh, unaccompanied kids and just the massive swell of. Uh, well, what, so what is causing that for you? What, what, what is your oh, perception well, my, of the cause from, from the inside? Because we, we well, represent a lot of these kids. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, the, the root cause of it, I mean, you, you can't look at anything in a vacuum. These problems started in the 80s mm-hmm. when we inserted ourselves in, a, in civil wars in those countries and really screwed those countries up and then left them high and dry. There was a refugee crisis coming here. In the 80s. Uh, in the 80s. Early 90s. We had a plan somewhat to help those people out. A lot of those people ended up getting deported for criminal reasons or whatever. So they we sent criminals back to a situation we had made worse. And we 20 years later, we see the fruits of our labor. The gang problem in El Salvador and this is Honduras. Nar- this, this is not narco-terrorism. This is not narco-terrorism. This is, this is gang, literally, gangs. literally gangs running the governments. And and they're really not involved in the drug trade. I mean, they're just involved in straight extortion, kidnapping, and having people pay them protection money. Yeah. They just they just don't call it taxes. This is the mafia of the 1910s. No, absolutely. And they are running, they are literally running these countries. And the unfortunate thing is that the law is very clear that uh, your uh, desire to not join a gang or to resist gang recruitment is not sufficient grounds for an asylum. And Which uh, I think is a wrong public uh, policy. Absolutely. I think it's a horrible public policy uh, uh, thing. But the bottom line is we created this problem with bad foreign policy and and, intermed- and meddling in other countries' affairs 30 years ago. And now – they're coming home to roost. Now, there's, there's several reasons I see. One, of course, is, is the recruitment gang kids because they're recruiting kids seven, eight, nine, ten oh, years yeah. old. This is not oh, about yeah. I mean, sixteen year olds. <laughs> this is not gang. seventeen, eighteen year old no, dropouts of high school. These and are for, kids that are for still girls. In it's worse because yeah. there's rape, it's horrible. There's extortion. There's horrible. murder, uh, and we're seeing it all the time. So you have this 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 cause that causes people to flee. Mm-hmm. Many of these kids have parents or relatives in the U.S. Many of them with TPS. Honduras and El Salvador have been here Guatemala. for 15 right. years. Been here, yeah, 15 forever years. in a car, and they they're just coming in with, uh, with, with to join mom and dad or their aunt and uncle. Uh, three, there is a perception among the coyotes, among the the human traffickers, that uh, if you come with no men, just a woman and children, or just children, that ICE will let you go, give you a work permit, which they will not do. They will let you go, but they will not give you a work not permit. Not giving you a work permit, right. and they're going to let you apply for asylum. You will end up having a court. And one day you will have to leave the country. Right. They will deport you at, right. s- at a certain point in time. Now, people may find that offensive that you deport children, but we do. Yep. And because that's the way the system works. Mm-hmm. We're not an open borders country. We don't allow every child who wants to come here or a parent wants another child up here to come. But 
at a certain point, you have to look at this as not as an immigration problem, as a but as a humanitarian crisis. Issue. Absolutely. Uh, there is, frankly, not much difference between this and the Mariel, and Mariel uh, boat lift. Right. No, well, I don't see any difference other than the geography. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got the Castro opening up his prisons yeah. and seeing everybody, every undesirable out of the country uh, across the straits. But we welcome them. Yeah, we welcome 100,000 came exactly. in what, a month. Yeah. We welcomed them until we got Castro to shut the spigot. Yeah. Unless we can convince Central America to fix the problem in their countries and convince Mexico to help us more effectively enforce us within the border, yep. we will continue to enjoy the fruits of our own foreign policy decisions from 30 years ago. Yep. Uh, again, go to, go to the, uh, the, the Brookings uh, poll uh, that's on my webpage, uh, Charles Cook on Facebook. Um, and uh, if you have any questions on immigration, of course, you can call us. You can always we call do us practice immigration us. law. Yes. We're not just pundits on immigration. We didn't just stay at a Holiday uh, Inn Express last night. We actually do this for a living. <laughs> on immigration.net. And this is uh, the most listened to immigration uh, uh, show so in on the known universe, universe folks. Uh, in on America's universe. Web Radio. So join us next week at 10 o'clock live. Or, of course, tell your friends to download our podcast on iTunes. And don't forget to tune in on uh, Thursday morning. Thursday, 9 o'clock, Undisputed. My show, we talk a little more... Uh, Risque topics. No more risque topics. <laughs> Until then, this is America's Web Radio. Chuck Cook and Rocky Rockliffe on America's Web Radio. Bye-bye. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.